0: And welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is Monday, May 3rd, a big week after the draft on Ohio's sports and beer podcast, 30 Rack of Sports. Of course, I am the number one pick of this draft, of this show, the talent and the beauty. My name's Greg. To my right is uh, our part-time co-host, who probably just wants out like his uh like his hero aaron Rodgers. it's zach zach how are we doing today
1: <laughs> not great greg we'll get into that not great though
0: all right well you know what it's still time for you to trade him for way less value than he's worth <laughs> but uh speaking of quarterbacks to our left is our producer josh who actually before the show we were trying to tell him that he needs to do the show on his back so we can really get a feel for how Joe Burrow is going to be this whole this whole season. Josh, how are you feeling about the Bengals draft? And uh, wasn't the worst. The draft. mighty mighty Cincinnati Bengals
2: wasn't the worst draft in the world. Um, hear that Bengal prowling, Greg, and Ooh. and and hold that tiger. More LSU boys coming to the the Bayou Bengals. <sighs> I didn't Lion- know I didn't know
1: Jamar Chase was so great
0: at blocking the blind side
1: though.
2: Oh.
0: That's all right. You got a guy with short arms. Yeah.
1: <laughs> small hands. Small, small hands. hands.
0: <laughs> but as we've discussed as we've discussed here coming up on the show, we're gonna talk some draft. Also some is it too early? It's never too early for the twenty twenty two mock draft. It's so ugly. We're on that. Uh talking some Cincinnati basketball. Talking a little bit of cruising and boozing with the crew and FC of Cincinnati. They're the boozing part. As well as uh the jackets a uh, former Ohio guy who we don't do we claim him still LeBron James having some comments about a certain NBA play tournament and then we finish off talking a little bit of sports betting so we've got a whole lot of quick sips we're not doing any big chugs we're hitting all the big headlines Sip in Ohio in. In. but first guys I'm gonna give you the big headlines from the past week
2: oh, yeah. You're great.
0: decisions were finally made Uh, The draft was held in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, very warm this past weekend, and the Bengals decided to go team chase, selecting the LSU wide receiver fifth overall to pair up with former teammate Joe Burrow. Cincinnati also got some help on the O-line, drafting former Fairfield offensive tackle Jackson Carmen in the second round and trick shot kicker Evan McPherson from Florida in the fifth. The Browns went heavy on defense, nabbing cornerback Greg the II of Northwestern in the first, and were able to trade up and nab first round talent linebacker Jeremiah owusu Koromoa in the second round. The Brownies also showed some state love taking UC tackle James Hudson III and Ohio State defensive tackle Tommy
1: Togiai. Togiai,
0: Togiai in the fourth. Some other notable Ohio players drafted were Ohio State's Justin Fields at number 10 to the Bears their okay. linebacker Pete Warner at uh, number 60 to New Orleans and center Josh Myers to the Packers at 62. Guys those are all your draft headlines and your OH headlines Oh the week.
1: That's awesome yeah, How do you do that?
0: this beer comes from northeast ohio in lovely Menor, ohio we are drinking their james iipa garfield their imperial ipa tribute to the hometown president of 1881 james garfield from Menor, ohio one of the uh, what six presidents from ohio is it six or is it seven why
1: am i thinking seven
0: it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, but none of n- nothing in the last like century though. Speaking of a lot, this 8.1% alcohol by volume, Ooh. Imperial IPA, 81 IBU. Ooh. So you get the 8.1 and the 81, the 1881. Eight presidents. Whoa. Yeah. Eight presidents, eight percent. Boom.
1: Boom, baby. Um
2: love it. Yeah. it's a good IPA. Yeah, you're the IPA guy down here. Where does it rank amongst your
1: <laughs> India Pale Ales? My, amongst my Indian. Remember, this is an imperial Indian Imperial pale ale. India um, Pale Ales. I like it. I, you know me, though. I like something real bitter, a little more hoppy. Um, this is nice and smooth, though. I like it. Now, to be fair to men are brewing, we have this in a growler. My parents picked it up for us Friday. So it's not crazy fresh. I will. I will note that. Straight out of a can. No, or out of the tap. But uh,
0: I like it. But yeah, I probably won't. Usually, I like the real hoppy stuff. The one thing I will say is, as far as Imperial IPA goes, Imperial IPAs go, as you mentioned, very smooth, very Mm -hmm. drinkable. You don't get the full like, you know, kind of Imperial kick that you certainly get to other beers because you get that like extra heavy beer kick. Then normally you get the heavy hops, but this one. Has a little bit more neutered taste, which is nice. But yeah, if you're looking for those heavy flavors, mm-hmm. not quite there.
1: I'm sure they're there. You can kind of taste it at the end. Again, been sitting out a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's still got
2: a pretty dry finish mm-hmm. um, and everything. And yeah, it's it's pretty mild on the hops. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has that. Like you were saying, Greg, it doesn't have that hop. Bite to it, yeah. Than a lot of the uh, special, especially imperial IPAs have. But I think it's great. It's very yeah. drinkable uh, for an imperial beer.
1: Oh, it's so definitely one you can have multiple of and not be like, uh, you know, it's pretty light too. I mean, they'll do you right. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> with the
0: eight percent. Yeah. yeah, that that's always a positive.
2: Yeah, but it, for an eight percent imperial IPA, it's very drinkable.
0: Yeah, it's just off the uh, Lakeland Freeway in Menor, uh, ah, Route Two. So if you're on the east side of cleveland uh certainly a nice place to check out uh mentor brewing not to be confused with the mentor brew store which if you try to google that's like half of what you get might be part of it but very solid beer overall uh so thank you to uh mentor brewing and we're gonna be enjoying this beer while we talk uh while we're sipping on uh the news of the week in ohio All right, so for our first quick sip, we're doing Draft Reacts. We're uh, talking about what our teams, or maybe just in general our thoughts, on the first rounds. Well, the, really the entire draft, but mostly the first couple rounds, because I, I'm guessing not a whole lot of people watch Saturday.
1: We, we all three could dig in to all seven rounds, but that would be, uh, no one
0: wants to listen to that. Well, I mean, look, we can we can get We right could dig now. in if we want. But, uh, <laughs> Zach, as the, you know, as the non Bengals or browns fan Mm -hmm. maybe some thoughts from your team but also just any thoughts overall you know on the draft maybe you're maybe you're ohio state guys i know you're you're loving justin fields to chicago that
1: that's the big bummer of it
0: (laughs) that bet and i still think he's going to
1: be potentially the best one out of that group uh not sure how i feel about him going to Chicago. Uh, that's a great that landing spot. Offer. Yeah. Gotta I mean, compete
2: with the red rifle.
1: I mean, I'm not worried <laughs> about him competing. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good spot. I hope they sit him for a year, um, or at least half the season. But, um, yeah, I'm shocked. I still can't wrap my head around why the jets wouldn't take him at two. I don't know. I think both the jets and Niners made a massive mistake. Um, obviously the Aaron Rodgers uh news really bummed me out and really hung a pall over the whole whole draft um we'll probably talk way more about that later depending on what comes to fruition so we won't get into that but um ah, it's too kitschy can't handle it i try I, I don't know if i'll ever watch the first round of the draft again i'm uh, just gonna watch it on my phone it's i
2: don't yeah, know it's, it's pretty brutal I mean, most most people just want to see their picks, and
0: we're seeing the same montage of Trevor Lawrence that we've seen 50 times. But that's what I... The thing is, like, you know, they take Rashawn Slater, and they show him blocking... You know, the Chargers take Rashawn Slater. They show him blocking Chase Young, and you're like, okay, cool. This is why he sat out, you know. I didn't realize he was Reggie Slater, who used to play in the NBA Son, So I was like, that's a fun little... Like, break down the picks. Don't show the same three things, and also... Speed it up a little bit. If you're not going to start till... It says 8 o'clock. If you're not actually going to put the first team on the clock till 8.30 you're going to need to speed things up a little bit because it, it didn't end until like 12:30 and it was ridiculous.
1: Oh, I know. And as a fan of a team who picked 29th, I I mean, right. eventually I watched 3 hours of it and I had to go to bed. I'm just sitting there in my room with my phone just waiting. Well, it's funny cuz I had done six, I,
2: I had posted well, yeah, you know now. <laughs> I had posted a Twitter for the Bengals and then it was like, "Oh, okay, I'm sure sure the Browns have had their pick by now. I should go check in on that and get put something out about that." And I'm like, and that was at, like, 11.30, and I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. What is going on? Like oh. <laughs> These teams had their picks. Most of the time, the board falls pretty close. You know, at least the first half of that drought, those teams had those picks ready. Oh, yeah. They were just dragging out the whole 15 minutes for all the sideshow crap. The fan thing was weird.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Sitting yeah, in The chair. The, chair, the, the, the chair, NFL is the so tone-deaf on this stuff, they're like, uh, everyone's going to love the chair. And then the best part was, like, Especially when they were doing the second round when they were a little bit more like we don't give a fuck. It was like the fans were jumping around us out, out of the chair and they're like, No, you, you said the fuck Shit back in down. the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Put in the chairs. Chairs, I just they're trying
1: they're trying to do that thing where you try to bring in casual fans. Casual fans aren't gonna watch the draft. They don't care, they're not gonna watch it. So it doesn't need the gimmicks. Well, casual fans, None fans of are probably fun. like, Are we are we drafting something? Yeah, like, <laughs> what's yeah, going what are we on? Doing
0: here? here? Well that's the thing. Yeah, if you're a casual fan. You still, I mean, you're only going to get your casual fans to watch round one. Yeah, round two, you'll maybe get someone in the middle, and then round, you know, four through seven, usually they go right through it because it's just all the people that just want to know the picks and like. Are well, and a lot of the people that are watching it by then are like regional. You know, yeah. they're watching yeah. it for their college picks and everything, but they don't like really
2: do any pieces but, on that.
0: Yeah, but. Yeah. You look at a lot of these guys, you know, in the first round. If you want people to watch all of it, then make it two hours. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
2: you yeah. got to cut it down. Uh, I. What about the Browns, though? Your your uh, reaction there?
1: Uh, love I, that pick. I was hoping he was gonna fall three more spots.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love the, I love the picks. Uh, Greg Newsom, I just, you know, played well all year. <laughs> um, you know, my parents are both Northwestern fans, so I watched, I've watched a lot of Northwestern football. He's been one of the solid pieces you can tell he's he's special because of just you know i mean northwestern has those guys that try hard and you know <laughs> are smart football players but you don't see that much athleticism he's got him. the athlete. yeah he's, he's got the athlete. athleticism um love the owusu kormo pick was uh, amazing again i was hoping the packers would have yeah. taken
1: him at 29 and
0: yeah i don't know why he fell at all out of the first round can't figure that out i have no idea some of it could have been they said a little bit small so they don't really know where but to that's put what the a lot of those but, teams
1: like now yeah. that tweener linebacker.
0: Especially, you know, the Browns are probably going to run a lot of 4-2-5. So you right. have that guy that can kind of cover, yeah. but also run up. And then, uh, I mean, not to go through the entire pick, but just the uh, the other second round pick that they had. I think it was third round. It says second round. ESPN doesn't know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Anthony Schwartz uh, out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. He was like a legit, like USA Trials track star. Right. So it's it's legit, like track star speed and it's just
1: well like, he was in did and use him right
0: yeah so you have a guy that can run some of the you know one of those gadget play mm-hmm. uh, wide receivers plus a guy where it's like all right he's gonna go one he's gonna get one-on-one because of the other wide receivers that yeah. you have there if he's you got just the speed to burn you yeah. nine yeah then he has i mean awesome ability to do that uh, also i mean the hometown pick love the james hudson pick i thought he was a mauler all year mm-hmm. Really, the only thing that I think that they didn't really address, uh, you know, maybe some help at defensive tackle, still hoping that they re-sign Sheldon Richardson. But that could be the one the one real weakness. Right. Speaking of weaknesses, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how did your, uh, how, how'd you think about your Bengals? I know we discussed last week, you know, you being more on Team Sewell. They go with Chase, but they do spend quite a bit of capital on tackle, so or at least on offensive linemen. So overall thoughts on the draft? Um
2: I don't know. I don't believe in the notion that the Bengals didn't address their needs in the draft. They took seven linemen in the draft. So so (laughs) you still you still addressed and got plenty of depth out of the draft where you needed it. I don't hate the I I was blown away at the aggressive hatred that that pick got. With the chase, yeah, because it's not like oh, either pick. Either yeah. pick was okay, you know. Rarely do you have the opportunity to put that kind of chemistry from college yeah. onto the same team in the NFL. That's a very rare opportunity.
1: Well, not to cut you off, but also, I mean, I I would have went school, but I mean, people forget. I, yeah. I would say Everybody's that. big board, regardless of position, was Kyle Pitts one, Jamar Chase two, or some combination. Yeah. So really, they got the second best player in the draft at five. Right. Pretty nice value there.
2: I mean, and and I think that uh, Jackson Carmen, you know, say what you will about his uh, his size, perhaps, but you know, Clemson, you know, he was one of the guys that anchored that Clemson offensive line. They always they didn't always have like great interior rush protection, but yeah. you know he he still kind of anchored that line with um Jordan McFadden and I don't think he's a bad pick. I also thought the Bengals showed way better awareness than they ever have in a draft in recent memory trading for the two extra picks in the 4th round. You know, that right the 4th round I thought was great. Cameron Sample was a guy I was high on out of Tulane, great rusher off the edge. Tyler Shelvin, defensive tackle from another LSU product there. Uh, Dante Smith, I wasn't a huge fan of that pick out of ECU. I thought that was a little uh, jump in the gun there. Uh The pick that I thought was very weird that I wasn't expecting was a kicker. That was, I mean, I guess it's a need, definitely. Hey, you, I
0: mean, fat Randy, <laughs> yeah. my dude. Hey, but it round? just wasn't
2: on my radar for, like, to pick a kicker in the draft. I'm usually not big on no. that. Oh, well, the
1: Packers, Mason Crosby. Yeah. I've never And Evan pick.
2: McPherson out of the Florida Gators uh, kicker. He's very consistent. Yep. kicker in college so well he's
0: got a they, they were saying you know he's got a big leg and if you if you want to get a good uh look at evan mcpherson he's got this sweet video where he like has a water bottle like on top of a post and he like kicks it just enough so that it spins the top off the water Jeez. bottle it's Are very you serious yeah it's Jeez. super impressive i was glad um, they didn't but he's got of- yeah he's got he's got a high arc and it gets yeah. it up quick so i mean as far as I need range. For the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals, you know, they weren't a great team last year. And I'm, I'm not saying they were a playoff team with the kicker, but they had a couple games. <laughs> that was pass. it. That was yes. the yes. piece. No, that was the piece. There's definitely been a couple games in the past no, two years I the Bengals could have won. What, what was it? What was the first game against the, the yeah. Chargers? Yes. Where they missed the game tying field right. goal from like 32. I can't there's wait. there
2: games in the past two years where there's been three field goals missed. In one no, game. I know. But um, I just, the missing piece.
1: I just imagine a draft where, you know, the and profile then I, was, I was, your number one name. I was pretty sold that they <laughs> were going to draft to
2: uh, Chris Evans out of Michigan. He just seemed like the right piece for them to replace Gio Bernard. But I was just, like, afraid they would Drew sample him and pick him, like, three rounds early. But they waited <laughs> in the sixth round and got him. I I say, like, a B, B-plus for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I think the real question is going to be, you know, Jonah Williams, I mean, it's it's kind of, unfair to label him as injury prone, but you know, he dealt with some stuff last year. Right. missed his first year still. I don't think we've seen him at his full potential. So I don't know, you know, uh, I think he can still be a left tackle depending on what you have on Riley reef, you know, being solid even for a year. Cause the thing is, even if you can put someone decent out there for a year, then right. learn allow Reif. for some of your guys to develop and either have Carmen kick out the right tackle or, or stay as a guard because that was also a need. And, uh, you know, at least, have something together because I think the thing is everyone thinks the Bengals need to go from awful to elite offensive yeah, line talent. But right. Really they it's just need how it works. Really they just need to go to like make sure Burrow doesn't get killed so he can get the ball to some of his receivers. Right. Right. Well, uh
2: quickly, we'll move into looking ahead to the
0: 2022 draft.
2: Any interesting uh Interesting looks out there for uh, some of our Ohio guys.
0: Yeah, so taking a look, uh, you know, a lot of teams have, or a lot of sites are starting to put out their first look, 2022 mock draft, uh, and just picking one that I thought was interesting. Bleacher Report has six players from the state of Ohio going in the first round. Four Ohio State guys, two Cincinnati guys. Uh, Number 12, they have uh, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, who is... Anywhere, I've seen him anywhere from number two overall to not even in the first round, so.
2: Greg, you and I, I believe, were at Nippert Stadium at watching him try and run the offense against UConn, and they could not move the ball down the field. I mean, he looked god-awful. And now, here we are. (laughs) I I I think
1: it's a lot to do with, I look at the current potential quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's not a, this is probably one of, this is similar to that Darnold kind of, of of, I quarter, mean, a lot of guys that you're like, ooh, big question, right? Yeah, you're like, quantity, up quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot it's of strapped. quantity, not yeah, a lot I, of it, quality. There
0: are guys that it's like, if you could fix this one thing, you know, if, if Ritter can get a little bit more accurate, he's got a lot of the intangibles, you know what I mean? Yeah. But
1: these are projects. Most these guys are yeah.
0: projects. Uh, a guy that's... I don't believe a project and probably would have been a first round pick if he came out this year at number 13, Chris Alave. Oh no. Who they yeah. have, they had Ritter going to the, uh, the football team.
1: yeah,
0: Olave uh, to the Cardinals. Another great Ohio Ooh, state weapon. Man. 17, uh, Garrett Wilson to Tennessee, yep. the wide receiver out of Ohio state. no doubt that. Um, Zach Harrison, uh, who would go to the jets at 22 he's via g- Seattle. Man, he's I think he's gonna have a Chase Young-like
1: a year. You think he's gonna I, have? I that? do. He okay. looks like a beast. He's really revamped himself. He's got that talent,
0: but I mean, he's got to do it though. Yeah, way. he's got to do it. That's because that's the one question. You know, edge rushers—if you have a decent year, you can be way oh, over drafted, yeah. and that's—I mean, there weren't any good. You know, uh, I think Quitty Pay was—I think the top edge he was, was like, a rough. This was a rough year for yeah, teams yeah, gonna be year. needy next year. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-eight, another Bearcat. Uh, you know, one of the guys that was. Sorely, sorely missed in that sugar bowl because they took advantage of the corners. Mm-hmm. Uh Ahmad sauce Gardner out of uh Cincinnati. The cornerback they have going to Buffalo. And then late to uh Tampa Bay at 31, they have uh the big defensive tackle who's really turned some things around after uh after some some tough uh mountains to climb over in Haskell Garrett.
1: He's got a repeat, but yeah, I mean he he was a guy like People don't know, got shot in the face. I don't know, like a week like a month before the season got shot in the face. Honestly wasn't projected. He's gonna give me in the rotation, but not I mean, he would not lived up to the hype, and then I guess that probably woke him up and had a monster year last year as an all-American. So um I d I don't know. I'm
2: I'm cur- I'm curious to see what happens to Ritter, but I'm more excited to see what happens to Chris Olave because like yeah. can you imagine that? Arizona Cardinals wide receiver room. If he got dropped I mean in there, man, too like, tall, too woo. tall. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean that's I, that'd be a scary offense. That'd so be I'll tell you a that much. Damn I wouldn't scary
0: offense. That. No, no. But there were short Kings offense in Arizona. They got. Uh, <laughs> what uh They are Rondell Moore. They have Andy Isabella.
1: Makes and a it lot of
0: really not a big dude. He's like six one one eighty. He's not yeah, even he's, really, Yeah, he's huge yeah. for that wide receiving core. It's basically right now DeAndre Hopkins just looking down like a tight end on all these guys. We'll
2: have no AJ Green slander on this
0: show. Thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Old man AJ Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, yeah,
2: I'm curious to see what happens because it's it's going to be an exciting time for Ohio next year. We're going to have a lot of first round picks and then just, I feel like.
1: Two top 10 teams potentially looking two top at it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean. So, yeah. So, question is, you know. Do you agree with these picks? Do you think any of these guys can jump? Uh, I mean, the big question obviously Des here Ritter's is the... Ritter at twelve. <laughs> I feel like he could be—he's got to first a first round or sixth round. Yeah,
1: he's got a. I mean, I get it. He's got the—they love athleticism. I'm not saying he can't, but he's got to put on a stellar year. Well, yeah,
2: and and now that now that he's got uh, the baby, and that's that's a little extra
0: motivation. For oh him yeah, he yeah, too. Yeah, so got got the, the, kid. Got the well, kid now too. Yeah. The big question is, he was great last year, but this year goes to Notre Dame, goes to Indiana. you got to play some big teams. So we'll figure it out, and uh, we'll be sure to cover it all here on 30 Rack Sports. All right, guys, for our next quick sip, we're doing hell yeah or hell nah on uh, early returns from new University of Cincinnati basketball coach, Wes Miller. Uh, Wes Miller coming from UNC Greensboro so far in his time uh, has brought back from the transfer portal uh, Mike Saunders Jr., point guard and uh, shooting guard Mason Mattson. Did lose Tari Eason to LSU and then got three transfers so far. Uh, John Newman III from Clemson who was originally, I believe, going to transfer to UNC Greensboro, but and then three guys from unc greensboro uh grad student hayden koval who uh is a 7-1 center uh who was originally at central arkansas uh you know who else was at central arkansas scotty pippen yeah. so you know just saying uh hayden <laughs> oh, koval <damn. laughs> um four-star recruit uh Jarrett Hensley from UNC Greensboro and then also a uh, point guard, AJ McGinnis from UC- UNC Greensboro. So bringing a lot of his own guys with him, uh, obviously got kind of a late start with everything going on in the brain and saga, but is putting together a team, uh, Josh, so far early returns. We happy with it. We kind of thinking, Hey, are we becoming like a mid mid or major team or, or what are yeah. our
2: thoughts? Um, I don't know. The whole thing, the whole thing is so frustrating. But like, I you can't get too frustrated because you could be getting no recruits still. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, like, like
1: That's let's think
2: about where we let's think about where we were and where we've come. No, clearly I mean, we have a coach that is trying way harder than the previous coach. I mean, when you think about it, we had a guy that moved from Alexandria to Clifton. That's not like a big change. That doesn't really inspire. Like I've made that drive. That doesn't really inspire anyone to be like, all right, I need to hit the ground running and make an impact. Yeah. This guy is hitting the ground running, making at least making an attempt Mm -hmm. to make an immediate impact and recharge this organization and bring some life into this program. And right now, as a fan, I don't I don't think you can ask for any more. No, I, I don't like, I, and I think I think I I get why people are frustrated. I get that, ah. but you can't you can't be too frustrated right now. Have some perspective and realize that like we've at least got a coach who is
0: excited about being here and excited for these kids and excited for this program. And I think the one thing I mean, Zach, I don't know what your thoughts are, but right now. You know, you come to a team that lost, what was it, you know, was going to lose something like eight players, was mm-hmm. able to get two of them back, and it's just trying to rebuild the team. I mean, the only recruit that they got reopened his recruiting recruitment and went to Liberty. So it wasn't <coughs> like, you know, we were getting any high-level recruits. So at this point, it's, it's almost like Brandon's first year to the point where you're just trying to cobble together a roster with transfers, but he's getting, you know, he's at least, Showing through this that, you know, his guys are his guys, Mm -hmm. like his guys like him. He was able to bring back, you know, two solid pieces of the team. Basically, out of the three guys that were still left in the transfer portal that were gettable to come back, he got two of them, which is important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, you know, if you can put together a team and show some signs of being an actual team, which you did not see any of last year, you know, team camaraderie or anything, it's really hard to judge recruits right now. I think you kind of see, what what do, we, what do we look like in year two or year three? But the fact that he's at least putting a team together and these guys seem to have a lot of respect and faith in him mm-hmm. is important. Oh, yeah. I
1: bounce off all. No one should be frustrated. And this is a program right now that's going through two kind of like – you know, Cronin got hired late to UCLA. That left not many excuse for Brandon, but you know – that was a tough situation. anytime that was a weird recruiting cycle too. It's that yeah. weird off recruiting cycle. That was weird. Obviously, the cupboard was kind of bare there, and then now you're bringing Miller in. That's a whole thing, right? All those guys jumped in the mm-hmm. transfer like portal a, like on a
2: three, two times cycle, three times you're, over. You're, now.
1: you're only a few years removed from Cronin leaving. So I'm saying, yeah, I mean, he's got a tough gig. No one should be frustrated. Let's look at the bare facts here. You should be happy that he gets ten guys here, and. I basketball camaraderie is such a big thing. If you can get 10 guys to buy in who are D1 level talent, they're going to be at least solid. I'm not the thing. saying they're going to go to the tournament or make a run.
2: If you got to work with the guys from years past and your guys now, yeah. the previous coach that just got fired still took that right. formula to the championship right. game. Now you're going to have that formula with, yeah, I bet you very much, way better team camaraderie. Exactly. And and you, a little bit of an easier schedule too,
1: mm-hmm. but I Bearcats think Cat's had a tough schedule. I'll school. admit when they first announced him, wasn't even on my radar. No, Not no, real yeah. familiar with him, but honestly, the more I've dug and looked at me, people need to understand. You know, he played for Roy Williams at UNC. You know, they hired Hubie Davis there. A lot of people around that program and players who played with him or were around him thought Wes Miller should have got that job, well, and year, are kind of upset he didn't and think they missed out. And so I think him coming to UC. I've read some interviews he's done. He totally gets it. This and I history also, here, he seems jacked about it, genuinely excited about the opportunity of this program. Also point um, out he
2: did bring back one other key piece and he brought back uh UC's former uh strength and conditioning uh head guy and everything. Yeah, and and he he has absolutely glowing reviews across the board.
0: Yeah, and there's some potential that Demar Johnson might be Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, former number five pick in the 2000 draft, you know, a guy back that has yeah. some Cincinnati roots, has some experience, you know, kind of gives a connection back to UC. So I think you should be excited. Give yeah. it a few years, though. He's in a yeah. rough spot right now. He's going to cobble together what he can.
1: But I think you'll see a team who plays harder. It sounds like he seems. Yeah. I mean, if you bring if you got guys ready to transfer. Yeah. Bring even a couple back in. That says something. I mean, high they state fans will remember it. the Holtman situation when Mata let you know, retired was asked to leave, whatever
0: in June, and he yeah. had to cobble together a team. Yeah. And look where they are now. I mean, they're and you know what the doable. other thing is. I I mean I don't know how how much you guys watch UC. You know I I try to watch pretty much every game. By the end of the year, I was. Watching on mute and doing something else half the time because I it was just so frustrating to watch. Probably that seven team. or
1: eight times I tried to watch them. It was pretty rough to watch. Yeah. You know, so the bench stuff.
0: You damn. Yeah. Well, just no. I mean, continu- just everything. Yeah. yeah no just, continuity on defense. Yeah. Nothing. So if you can put together a team that at least, you Gives know, effort. plays hard and it has somewhat of a UC DNA, I think he can win over the fan base pretty mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. So let us know, all in on Wes Miller, all out on Wes Miller, hell yeah or hell nah, let us know at 30 Rackets Sports. All right, it's now time for a little cruising and boozing as we move into our next quick sip of soccer. Uh, First up, we've got the crew. Crew faced Monterey in Monterey on Wednesday in the second leg of the... CONCACAF champions league uh game one was a 2-2 draw was a result in columbus um monterey took the lead early while uh valenzuela and lucas zellerian got two goals 65th minute and 87th minute and you're thinking crew taking this two to one give up a tough late goal in the uh third minute of extra time uh columbus owning possession during this game Unfortunately, two away goals is very tough in a two leg because away goals count basically for more than than home goals. So, Josh, return trip to Monterey. As an unbiased fan, what are you, what are your thoughts going in? Um, I don't know. And is
2: someone who talked about all the depth that Columbus has, I feel like with the schedule they're running right now, I feel like their depth might be like quickly dwindling. Um, or at least, or at least they're very fatigued because in the a previous injuries, yeah, and then the previous matchup and even in league play, I just feel like they've they've let in late goals. Am I wrong about this?
0: They just seem to let in late goals. Yeah, they've they've let in a couple of late goals. Yeah, their their fitness is definitely being questioned. Also, having this this match traffic early in the season where you don't exactly have as much of a preseason as you normally would during a you know a standard year, I guess. Yeah, I. I think they can
2: do it. Definitely, it, it hurts that you drew in the first because gave up that late goal to exactly two exactly. away goals. Yeah, you gave up those two goals when. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they've had leads and they end up blowing it late, and a, and that kills you in this when you have the aggregate scoring because now you basically have to go back down there to leg two off a clean slate.
0: Yeah, and and it, scored two zeroes, goals. Yeah,
2: it's yeah, it's. It's tough, tough, tough road for them. I think they they have the capabilities to do it, but I just question, yeah,
0: kind of where their fitness is right now, with the schedule they've had. The one thing that I felt, and you know, I didn't get to watch too much of this game, but it seemed like they got a better feel for playing. You know, playing a a team from Mexico is very different. So you get that feel. uh, You know, got two second half goals, and then maybe let their foot off the gas a little bit very late but dominated possession you know 62 percent to 38 percent uh you know outshot monterey so i think if they can figure something out the one issue is you know and it might be an advantage is you don't quite have to deal with that host- those hostile crowds that you would get down there but the question is you know elevation and whatnot what's going on there travel midweek game I think it's going to be very tough. If I had to put money on it, I would say they probably don't go through. But, you know, they've shown time and time again that when the going gets tough, they'll find a way to two or three goals and 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 put something together.
2: And they did just acquire Liam Frazier uh, on loan from Toronto FC. Frazier uh, is only 23 years old. Uh, He's a Toronto Academy player, but he's, he's a midfield option. It was Morris that got hurt, right?
0: Yeah, Morris. Morris, is, is, he's out for the season. Yeah, ACL.
2: So, yeah, you you definitely have to develop depth in the midfield. Midfield depth, when you're running this kind of schedule that the crew is on right now, you've got to have midfield that's depth. And Toronto I think that's Toronto FC? Yeah. yeah.
1: They loaned a people in their league. I thought that was good. Yeah, like, you know, I thought you just loaned And
2: I'm pretty no, sure he's, no. oh, okay. he's had some appearances on their national okay. team as so well. So, the, the
0: one thing team. is sometimes uh, when you have a... You know, kind of a buildup on a certain spot on your roster. You want a guy to be able to develop. but yeah. You don't have a spot. Sometimes you send him down. Sometimes he's got enough talent where you send him up. I mean, one of the biggest. So uh, I mean,
1: they get him. They own his rights. They're yeah. just it's a rental.
0: Yeah, it's basically yeah. a rental.
2: Fifty thousand dollars in the twenty twenty one general allocation money. If okay. we'd like to get into
0: that, uh, but we wouldn't. <laughs> no. But you no, know, what, I'm good. I you know just, what we would like to that. get into, and I'm sure you probably wouldn't. Please no. Please God no. That. Uh, 0-2-1, which is not the worst record. They do have a point, so they're better than Minnesota United. But with a league-worst negative-8 goal differential, uh, FC Cincinnati uh, bounced back from a 5 nothing loss against New York City FC, only losing 3 to nothing versus Orlando over the weekend. But they did give up a goal 33 seconds in. And when I'm talking about bad goals... Oh my God! Yeah, you're gonna need another beer for this one. Uh, for those of you that excuse did, me, folks, that didn't watch about 20 or so seconds in, uh, Minnesota or sorry, Orlando had a throw in. Uh, Cincinnati tried to play it back, basically kicked it back to no one to the middle of nowhere. The Orlando forward outran a defender, got the ball, and then it was one on one against the goalkeeper. Like it's about as bad as you can see in professional soccer.
2: I'll tell you, it, it kind of. That I was kind of worried about this game because Orlando... First they are playing a
0: professional team, yes.
2: First <laughs> off, I can't stand James O'Connor as an FC Cincinnati fan, Orlando's manager. I cannot stand him. Second off, Orlando... Former Louisville. City
0: former FC. Louisville.
2: Yeah, former Louisville guy. Uh, the other thing that I was more interested to see was uh, Orlando signed uh, Junior Urso, uh, who was the second brazilian signing after fc cincinnati signed brenner yeah so both of them are very prolific scorers um from brazil and i wanted to see okay how's that going to match up well that guy actually gets fed the ball and they can you know keep possession in their attacking third and i think what frustrated me is that in that goal you know he got a goal and brenner didn't uh Nick Haglin's pass back to Teton was uh, just another example of really lazy passing with no awareness at all. It just sometimes I really question like how these guys are at this level because it was just so lazy and so and I don't want to talk about him like this. This is a local kid from Cincinnati. You know I'd like hate to, you know, rag on the Cincinnati. hometown. Yes. Damn. Um and it was just so lazy and so how do you, how are you not aware of that? And I just feel like there was a lot of talk about, you know, how the ownership felt about things and how Carl Lindner felt about if they believe in the soccer principles. And he said, Oh, I believe in the soccer principles and everything. But i I am having a lot of time believing in their soccer principles right now because I'm seeing the same things that I've seen before. I'm seeing Yuya Kubo, who is a winger, have to play so much defense, and that's how Nani scored. Is because he, I mean, one, he's Nani.
0: Oh, that was a sweet goal. But I mean, he little just chip basically to the left foot, little top corner, yeah, yeah little
2: little chip, Ooh. yeah. I mean, it was beautiful and everything, but he basically had to like dance around a winger <laughs> who's trying to defend the box, and I just don't understand how we still don't have. The personnel, we still have
0: such poor passing. not get it either. And such little discipline. Zach, I'm so tired of it. Like, can I ask you a question? If yeah. I asked you to sit around for 248 minutes, so just over six hours, yeah. would that be a pretty long time for you to wait around? Yeah, well, yeah. That's how long it's been since FC Cincinnati has scored a goal. Orlando oh, I'm City, sorry, 258
2: minutes. Orlando City lunch. outshot Cincinnati Damn. 23-7. to On Saturday.
1: You said 258 minutes divided by ninety, not
2: counting that. And here's the really disturbing thing. Here's the really disturbing thing. 12 minutes into
0: their first game was their last goal.
2: They then turned around yesterday and told all the fans, hey, come down to the stadium and we're gonna do like a come see your seat thing, come see the stadium for the first time. You can't even score a goal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like I just at a certain point, like you have a Chance to do something really, really special in the West End in Cincinnati,
1: and you look at the like TQL. a
0: TQL at the TQL uh, stadium, and you really just like, look TQL, like a bunch of really? they just look uh, like
1: a
2: bunch of amateurs
1: on the field right now. Like they're uh, they're missing.
2: It's a, hard not to like. You guys know I really don't like dumping on my teams,
1: well, but it's just really, well, really,
2: it's just really hard right now. They're I mean, missing it's an
1: opportunity. They are uh, with. um yeah, <laughs> the Reds are coming. I don't know. The Reds are falling back down to where they probably would be. Uh, I don't think the you know the, everybody's excited about Joe Burrow. The Bengals though are still a ways away. Let's be real. Oh yeah. By October, people are gonna be pissing on them. They are missing saying, a golden man. opportunity to really scoop and up a lot of uh, popularity and publicity in this town that's starved. You know, UC's rebuilding in basketball, obviously. All you're competing against is UC football, really. Yeah. Right now. And you And
2: I don't know it, what it is. Like, I know I probably sound like just like a pissed off soccer no, fan that doesn't no, know a whole no, lot I, about I, soccer, but like it's getting frustrating, man. No, because the thing is that you and the, there's way more of me and me type people out there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of other like real soccer fans that can probably like digest this a little bit better. But there's way more of me out there right. that just wants to see this team do well, and you we watch them look and competent. it's just like, like as a guy, like I cover like high school sports, and I've watched better games at my job than I watch when they are
0: look on the, the one pitch. the one thing that you have to realize one for them is. You know, you're gonna run out of good graces. They're the new team in town. They get all the fans. You know, right. They have the new stadium. They're gonna get all the fans. Obviously, sports are coming back. That's gonna be great for fans. But at some point, if you don't build a real roster, and you've seen, you know, you've seen teams not be great taking the step up. Right. You know, not everybody's gonna be an LAFC that kills it right away but usually at you know 3 4 years in you start to see you know playoff team at least a solid team maybe their peak isn't you know a championship but it's at least a playoff berth right. and they've shown almost no improvement you know they fixed yeah. one it's basically like like something's flooding and you take the duct tape off <laughs> one hole to go put it on <laughs> another hole and then the other holes and then you take it back off and you put it on the other hole and then the duct tape breaks and you're trying to put yeah. half a piece of duct tape over something i mean it's just there seems to be no sense of building it's like all right we can't score goals let's get all these guys let's get all these attackers And then it's like well you have no one to play defense it's well, a now of- you you cobo exactly yeah back. exactly
2: it's just like just because you want to play with wingbacks doesn't mean you convert a guy who's played as a winger his entire life into a wingback that's not like that's not how it works. Maybe someone can that knows soccer better can tell me otherwise, but I just I have a hard time believing that's now, how it works. Most
0: of these guys have their have their places in the lineup, and you can't just you know flip everyone like
2: right.
1: That. Is it an, so, is it incoherence at the top?
2: I yeah. think that's where it started, and they've tried to dig themselves they don't know out of a hole. I mean, my final point, Greg. I'm glad you brought up like how many minutes it's been since they've scored because. For the past three seasons, that's basically the season is watching <clears throat> watching how many minutes get added until they score in the
0: run of play. And really, they've only scored one goal on the run of play. The one was yeah. a PK. I'm sorry. Yeah, technically, you can add in four extra minutes for the run of play. <laughs> so
2: you you keep cruising, and I'll keep boozing. <laughs> and, since he till I die, but... I don't want to see the team die in this brand new stadium and watch this get worse than it should be.
0: But please don't do both. Please don't do both. We'll tell
2: you that. I'll do the TQL thing. Unless you're on a booze cruise.
1: All right. Uh, Normally, we would do a reading of the can. Uh, Gray kind of hit that on the head. That was their description about uh, James Garfield.
0: The the half sentence.
1: The half sentence. So I decided... History lesson with Zach. Um, Love that. An interesting fact about James Garfield. He never pursued presidential office. Hmm. It pursued him. Kind of. Garfield thought he was attending the 1880 Republican National Convention to to Stump for Treasury Secretary John Sherman as the party's presidential candidate. Instead, the convention came into an impasse over Sherman, James Blaine, and good old U.S. Grant to help unclog the stalemate Wisconsin's delegation threw Garfield's name into the hat as a compromise candidate. Not only did he win the election, but he became the only sitting House member elected president. The whole process took Garfield by surprise as he once told a friend that this honor comes to me unsought. I have never had the presidential fever, not even for a day. That was good. Good,
2: good voice there. <laughs> that sounds Thank like you. an
1: Ohio president to me. I didn't even want it,
0: and now I now I got it. So Garfield currently actually is forty third out of forty five presidents as far as term. Hmm. Uh, News short. He is one hundred and ninety nine days. So uh, the uh, so March fourth through September nineteenth, eighteen eighty one. Uh, the only ones less than him, William Henry Harrison, who only uh, made it 31 days. And then uh, current president, Joe Biden, is only at 103 days. So if if Diamond Joe makes it another three <laughs> months.
1: Diamond Joe.
2: Uh, this is just 10 minutes. You can go 10 minutes down the road from Mentor, the Mentor Brewing Company. Just take a 10-minute drive, and you will arrive at the James A. Garfield National Historic Site. From which uh, James A. Garfield bought a house in Mentor, Ohio, in 1876.
1: Well, he's a he's from Mentor. Was from Mentor. So hey, hey, that I mean, Ohio's got like a lot of short-term presidents, like uh, Harding, uh, Harrison. Harrison's that's a caveat. So we always hear seven presidents, right? A lot of times you hear like there are seven presidents of Ohio. Um, William Henry Harrison. Who's was that grandson would eventually come you know, from North Bend, basically Cincinnati. But he was originally born in Virginia, but lived in North Bend when he became president. So I think that's yeah, like the he caveat.
0: Was, he was in Ohio's first district. Yeah. So. And he was the first governor of what was called the Indiana Territory.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Did the uh did the classic uh Ohio front porch campaign where he just kind of campaigned out on that front porch. <laughs> and you know what, guys? This uh James IPA Garfield.
1: It's great,
0: James I I P A I I P A I
2: I I James I I P A Garfield from uh, Metro Brewing Company. That's a good beer for sipping out on the porch. It is. If you can't or tell, that eight percent really kicking right Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> you drink too many of these. One hundred ninety nine days will pass like that. So. <laughs> Alrighty guys, now we're moving to a couple things that really shouldn't be COVID safe, but we're doing some hugs or some handshakes. Some hugs, hello, or some handshakes, goodbye. Uh, Anyone that has watched the end of this uh, Blue Jackets season has known it's been an absolute train wreck. At one point, I believe they won two of 18 games. So uh, as the Jackets move to the end of their season, Josh... Who who should they give hugs, like, welcome back? And who should they just say, hey, thanks
2: for coming out? Well, uh, I think everyone is assuming this at this point. It looks pretty... Writing's on the wall here. But we'll give a good handshake to uh, Torts. It's been fun. And it's been... I mean, you got to give it to the guys rejuvenated. First it. playoff
0: series win ever.
2: Yeah. I mean, rejuvenated this... Uh, this team, uh I think, contrary to what some, depending on what you read in the hockey realm, I don't believe that he quit on this team here at the end. I think that he and the organization definitely tried some moves. Unfortunately, I think, like you were saying before,
0: Greg, like I think too many of the moves were for the for the future. Yeah, and you have to have a new face. And, and I think that now,
2: point. and I think now, you're gonna have to ship some of those moves again, even though you just got them. Um, I won't give him some of the hate that he's getting, though. I'll give him a firm handshake. Thank you, sir, for your time, but time to move on.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, Patrick Laine, still a really young guy. Uh, The guy they got in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade from Winnipeg. Can you say that name again? Pierre-Luc Dubois.
1: (sighs) Love it. Love that French name.
0: Uh, (laughs) Former number three overall pick, so they traded him for, for Laine. Um You bring him back maybe you have to trade him if you know things don't work out but as far as you know guys that are unrestricted free agents uh brandon dubinsky has been an absolute soldier but he's you know 35 probably not in your plans one of your highest paid players probably at this point you know it's one of those unfortunately when you're when you're on one of those teams where you kind of have to go for it every one every couple of years and you fall back because you don't have that generational talent or anything Maybe a new fresh face, you know, helps to get some of the young guys going. You know, Torts is in his 60s. Maybe get a nice young face in there to try to change up some things. Get some guys maybe playing their best that you know Torts hasn't pushed their buttons quite right. And sometimes, you know, when you get one voice in, especially such a a firm, angry voice as <laughs> Torts, you kind of drown it out after a while so i'm thinking probably time for torts to go unfortunately dubinsky to go going to get a lot of fresh faces here in the next couple years with all the draft capital they're stacking up and you know what it's time to give some of those young guys a chance and you know look forward to the future because certainly the present is not uh not super great one guy
2: will uh I'll, i'll do a hug for this guy uh seth jones who I think really needs to start to have a bigger role on this team, you know. I think he, I think he disappointed towards the end of the season there, but definitely has shown moments of brilliance in the past, and I think he can be one of those guys that can, you know, now that he's got a couple years under him, can anchor that uh, defensive, uh, those defensive shifts for the Blue Jackets, and I don't know,
0: captain maybe. Oh yeah, I mean with. <laughs> uh... You know, with Foligno gone, he's probably you know one of the longest tenured guys, one of the most respected guys. He's he's had the A on on the sweater for a while. I think he's probably the yeah. uh, the captain going forward. Yeah. So I mean, there you, there are definitely
2: guys like Seth Jones there that are still going to be there, and I think can be an anchor and a foundation for this team. But, but I think we're agreed; it's time to start moving into the next
0: chapter of Blue Jackets hockey. Yeah, unfortunately, the you know the current chapter only really had you know a couple of years of success, but that's kind of what happens for those teams.
1: Can we go like a little off base here on French names? Yeah, sure. Should, uh, Let's it. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't Kinda know why just popped in like my Frenchman head. Cause this there. is one of the funniest. Zach talking hockey. <laughs> this is oh, it's not even be hockey. I'm gonna roll this around to baseball. One of the funniest. Uh, Videos I've seen so far this year was uh, right after spring. Yeah, it was like first week, right? Tyler Naquin, ex Indian, was um, murdering the ball. Did uh, anybody not keen? Did anybody, <laughs> not keen, not keen. Did anybody no. see Joey Votto, Mr. Canada,
2: The way he, saying the way not he
1: keen? Works. And they're like, no, it's Naquin. He's like, nah, know, it's I'm French. Pretty, it,
2: I'm pretty sure it's not keen. It's
1: not keen. And I just thought that was like the funniest shit. Cause if you're Tyler Naquin, you're like, what the fuck, asshole? We've been in Arizona together for like a month and it's I've been here keen, like a man. week and you don't even know how to pronounce my name.
2: Uh, Pretty sure it's. I, I think he said it like knocking or something.
1: Yeah, like knock. It, it, and then he like got real defensive about it and like that's not how he it's pronounces knocking, it. Knocking, uh, knocking. Yeah, he was
0: real serious about it. That's almost like uh, going back to the Blue Jackets. They had uh, you know one of those during a timeout or whatever. You know when the ice is is mm-hmm. getting cleared or whatever. They have the pronounced cities in since or er, in Ohio, and they had Bell Fountain out there. Oh, and geez. they expected them to. Unfortunately, they didn't get any of the you know any of the French guys like Alexander. Texier out there, but they were all like, Bella Fontaine? (laughs) That'd be a doper name. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, no on the Bella Fontaine and uh, no on the Torts coming back. Unfortunately, as the Jackets move in to their new season and 30 Rack rolls on to their next quick sip. Alright guys, so
2: we're back on our segment From a couple weeks ago, the last time we did a quick sip only show, we did a little segment called DeWine's Dimes, and we're here with an update on DeWine's Dimes. As you recall, Governor DeWine said that he is all for sports gambling in Ohio, probably because he sees all of the tax money running out the door to nearly every state bordering Ohio that has legal sports gambling.
0: It's every sport bordering ohio except for kentucky yeah i mean every sport bordering ohio every sport bordering ohio (laughs) every basketball (laughs) baseball and indiana
2: you're forgetting about west soccer west (laughs) but i think we're expecting to get some sort of ohio sports gambling bill on the floor this week in the coming days um I heard, I heard maybe even tomorrow is the most likely day, uh, Tuesday, uh, May, uh, May 4th, the most likely day that I'm seeing, but there's still very many issues to work on while this bill will be heading to the floor. It's obviously great progress for getting sports gambling legal in Ohio, but guys, there's some interesting issues on A, who's going to control all this, B-
1: the gambling commission where
2: do the casinos the four ohio casinos fit into this and C, can you gamble at a bowling alley the same way you could play keno
1: love it all what the, what the hell are we doing
2: all right you know that's my thing that's kind of where if i'm kroger
1: at. wants to get in on some gambling i can go kroger. drink at
2: kroger i can go ha- sit down yeah. at the bar in kroger
1: that's what i mean what are we doing yeah here? why do we have to confuse this it's like the weed thing the weed should be legal well, and it's not... We're even, not going to get into that.
2: Past that, <laughs> I mean, to go along with that, Why I mean, both it so of those, it's just a bunch of people arguing over, like, who controls it, and yeah, meanwhile... a gambling commission. All these tax dollars that could be going into the, the economy that you keep hearing is crippling, you know. So it seems like there's easy solutions here to get some money
0: flowing into the so state. The one big issue is the people want the money to flow through them. The big issue that you see with the casinos is one uh you know a lot of people are disappointed some of the casinos have changed hands like four times already the horseshoe turned into jack turned into whatever uh you know penn national gaming i know they're i believe their ceo or one of their higher higher ranked people they have uh you know they control i know lawrenceburg i know they control a couple of ones in in indiana and michigan uh they have the barstool sports book so um you you take a look at him and they want some of the they want everything to go through them cuz they already have established sports gambling the question is some of these other racinos may want other companies to come in you know because they don't have regular so are we games we
1: talking about who's setting odds who's kind of handling yeah, the, who's setting, the book
0: yeah okay and, but then you have smaller you know uh places like bars and whatnot that may want a, like a lottery commission like a state yeah run thing but the issue is who sets boundaries for things like this who sets lines is it just one line that all of ohio is going to get sort of like gambling numbers and i know the one thing that scares me a little bit about that is if one company or just a lottery commission goes um uh, you know I've been to Washington DC and you know all three of us have a, a good friend in Washington DC and the issue with gambling there is the odds are so bad cuz one company basically has a monopoly on it that the odds from the app are just garbage to the point where you know yeah he tries to find another state or some other outlet you know to gamble because it, you you just you're you're losing right. there's no you know ability it's already so hard to make money sports gambling you know as a as mm-hmm. someone that just wants to do it for fun you have to win you know if you're betting basic spreads you got to win 53 percent of your bets if you're behind the eight ball even more than that then no one's gonna want to do it why don't you just let the casinos that
1: we have First of all, you could open that up one, Well right why don't you yeah. just let the casinos you have and then let them because i mean i think vegas right i mean it's they all have different um I mean, they right. all set their own lines. But the issue with right? that
2: the issue with that that actually a lot of people in Ohio, not really, you know, executives or anything, but just regular people like us have an issue with that because, like Greg was saying, you think of the four casinos in Ohio right now, and how many times they have changed ownership or management groups, and you don't really want to be constantly on that same cycle with sports gambling. And then the other token of that is you have uh the ohio fair gambling coalition they have a bunch of small businesses such as local bars and uh bowling centers and even just you know your hospitality regular,
0: centers the moose lodge even like your regular
2: <laughs> convenience stores inside gas stations that have keno and lottery uh, like they say they want a piece of it too so but and the a other lot question of those,
0: is if you're
1: why can't you just match what Vegas does? I'm well, confused. Yeah. Why why is that so difficult to do? That's kind uh, of well amount. the
0: one the one thing is one the rules between Ohio and Vegas are very different. Well, I mean <laughs> yeah, but, there's but, a lot no. of things. I, I mean there are a lot <laughs> of things. But as far as, as far as strictly casinos go, right, uh, I mean yeah, the casinos to... are kind of under that weird like monopoly law. And you mm-hmm. even look at a place like, you know, Miami Valley Gaming, because they're a racino they don't fall into the same casino area so they don't have like they're not allowed to have table games so yeah. you can't play like you know craps or whatever there do they fall into that do they fall out of that is it just casinos because i know like just because it's close and i used to drive by it all the time and i when i went to work you know miami valley was thinking about doing a big renovation to allow for you know if they eventually open up racinos to be normal casinos like they're allowed to Then you could add sports betting and all this other stuff. But the question is, basically, the big guys want to hold it for themselves. The small guys want a piece of it. But then it turns into, you know, kind of interesting odds because it's like, who sets the lines then? Is there going to be like a, you know, a MGM sports book and a Barstool sports book and their apps, but then also a gas station? The other question is, are you going to allow mobile betting? Because then that also takes away right. because you I know, mean- if if I could go to a gas station versus going all the way Casino. I would go to a gas station. But if I could just do I, it on my phone, I don't think you should let a gas station. I mean Well and that's but that's you, the thing you, though. You you that's should, the thing. There
1: should be a capital minimum that you have to be able to right. provide, which would be a casino or a racino. You know. And that's you the should thing, probably though. open up casino. When you look warm. at when you look at bowling yeah, alleys thing and thing bars. if someone
0: wants to make a thirty thousand dollar wager at a gas station. That's what
1: I mean. You can't have that. Right. That's insane.
2: And that's that's where I'm at with it. Is it's, it's like all these bars and restaurants and bowling alleys that are saying like okay Okay, well, we have Keno now. Like, once sports gambling is legal, why can't we do it? Because you're gonna have to set a min. Yeah, you have to set a
1: minimum
0: or a maximum. I mean, like five hundred bucks or something. You also look at like a lot of these places. They have they even even MGM and all these places until up until a couple hours before you have a maximum that you can bet. And then also, if you bet a certain amount, usually they'll say hey, you can only bet you know, 30000 at this line, and then we're going to move the line again. You're right. So there are so many extra protocols. protocols put in place, and there are so many people working behind the scenes to go, this money came in, should I move this? This many tickets moved in. Right. Do I move this line? Is something funny happening? And that's the other thing is if it's so unregulated, then maybe... A gas station's kiosk screws up because there was a big issue with that in, I want to say, DraftKings or FanDuel in Indiana, where you got all these crazy lines in soccer that a lot of people took advantage of, and they had issues paying them out. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that when it goes so small... You can't. There are, you Ohio- know, someone, someone's machine. I mean, imagine how much ATMs and all this other. Keno machines fuck up. I'm going to go crazy here for a second, but, like,
1: let's imagine this, right? Oh, I was struggling, apparently. They were offering money to people to move here. I didn't even know they were doing that. I all thought only West Virginia and Oklahoma were doing that. Crazy, right? They were offering people to move here. Let's do this. Let's get real weird with it. Just go Vegas on it. whole state. Only casinos. And you're not doing fucking gas stations. My God. The gas station up the street from your house, Greg, I'm not going (laughs) to go place a bet at that gas station. Like, I'm just not going to do it.
0: Well, (laughs) And we we have not specific, because I would place a bet. It's simple, though. You can put a gas station at a
1: capital minimum. You have to hold so much a night. It's not fucking difficult.
2: And to wrap up, yeah, I mean, mean, legislation is definitely coming. I, I would say this week, if not next week, legislation will be presented on the floor in Ohio. Yeah. But... It's definitely my thing is eventually you got to look at all the other states that have done this and you got to look at the successful ones and you got to take a page out of their book.
1: That and so, weed in Ohio would know, be hot in money. Yeah. I mean, eventually. God, you they couldn't keep, even get that right. You can't keep
2: wasting all they this, couldn't even get this that tax right. money. And Even the Republicans the are like,
1: I love weed. But,
2: but there's that. still plenty of issues <laughs> that need dealt with. One of them being one that we didn't even touch on is how to regulate. College sports betting in the mega college athletics world that Ohio is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of issues to still look at, but keep your eyes on this one if you're into the sports gambling because uh things are things are brewing there in Ohio. You know what else is brewing in Ohio?
0: Whoa, that's a tease.
2: I'll tell you what's brewing in Ohio. Plenty of beers as per Sheesh. the usual uh it's Hot fest uh hop fest just happened up in uh cleveland uh we have wanted to get this brewery in here for so long the saucy brew works hop fest in ohio city they had a uh at their we
0: need an ohio city flag i am decided
2: at that. their and this is what they call it so watch my air quotes here at the brewery's vibe garden garden of vibes uh they hosted uh a hop fest. Uh there was br- uh beers from Twin Oast Brewing, Fat Heads, Masthead Brewing, Noble oh. Beast Brewing, Crooked Pecker Brewing, and all of them offered their own unique uh Did you start that last one? blend? Did I start that the Crooked Pecker <laughs> Brewing? Greg, come on. This is this is a family show here. <laughs> speaking of no, the Speaking of the Millers though. As we transition to the Miller family, uh we're talking about Doc Miller, not Greg's father, Doc oh, Miller. Thank though. God.
0: We we don't need to give him any airtime, I promise you that. And I
2: don't think uh I don't think your family derives from this place, but you share the name and they have been on the show before. Cheers to 8 years of beers from Millersburg Brewing up in Millersburg, Ohio. Thank God. No.
0: Millersburg is a lovely place, but
2: yeah it's uh they're celebrating eight years uh this past weekend and they uh have uh some derby they had some derby day uh party festivities and everything and they've got doc's scotch ale Oof. it is a 2016 great american Be- beer festival gold medal winner and they have it on right now it's one of their best beers that they've ever uh brewed out there uh a not your bock but my bock Beer that you can try. (laughs) It is uh, up there right now uh, on tap at the Millersburg Brewery if you're up that way. And then finally, guys, it hasn't come yet, and I keep forgetting that it is coming this year. Santa? Not Santa. Aw. Cicadas. Oh, no. (laughs) The cicadas are coming, and I feel like we all keep forgetting about that. But Brood X will Emerge from the ground, from the soils of Ohio this year. Yeah, it's probably this
1: month. Yeah. No, it's coming any day.
2: Can you imagine being in like the- in the ground for 17 years and then you come out and you see this shit that we're doing right now? I mean, uh
1: be disappointed.
2: I mean, when you really think about it, that's like 300 new breweries that have sprouted up in Ohio since these guys were last around. Wow, think about that. So the next generation of Brood X, they will emerge soon. Um, And Yellow Springs Brewery has one of my favorite styles of beer. And I am disappointed that they did not uh, go with the pun spelling here. But the Brood X Black IPA is now available at Yellow Springs. And I'm disappointed that it wasn't Brood X. Uh It's just Brood X, like, like the brood.
0: Come on, it's come on come
2: i e y e like a black it, eye it, it, no yeah brudex black ipa it's available now uh at yellow spring brewery that is what is brewing in ohio
0: guys before we get out of here we want to give a uh cheers for what we have this week first off of course as we always do, we want to cheers our listeners. Thank you for listening to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports, Ohio sports and beer podcast. We would also like to shout out NBC mentor brewing company and their James IIPA Garfield. <laughs> and also shout out to, uh, mama and Papa Redmond for the, uh, for, for bringing the, yeah, uh, yeah, the growler down. Yeah, so down. shout out to them. Uh, Zach, aside of your yep. wonderful parents, who <laughs> else are you shouting out this week?
1: Uh, I'm going to shout out the entire high state draft class. Uh, Ty, Alabama, with uh, 10 picks in this year's draft. Um, and they are the only school the last two years to have 10 picks. Um, and they've had seven times they've had 10 picks. Uh, high point coming in 2004 and they had 14 picks. Um, it's Alabama and, and High State and everybody else. That's obvious anymore, but... Um, Congrats to all those guys. And amongst the other remaining eligible players, uh, all five also signed as UDFA. So big selling point, guys.
0: Big selling point, getting you to the league. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, I've got two. Both are on the Reds. I've got a shout
2: out to Nick Castellanos for having a five-hit game the other day against Chicago's minor league team. Oh, get get the hell out of here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Get the hell out of here. It's a little What do they call the thing. bears? Uh, the ponies or something. The like ponies, that, yeah. the ponies. Oh yeah. Oh, you don't. Oh, you, we could watch a game of theirs in 2016 <laughs> if you'd like to. Which one? Games? Uh, game Ooh, seven. Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three, or four. We could watch the parade. We could watch the uh, ring I ceremony. Do do? Uh, but one, they're in color too. One that we could. We could uh, one three
1: game
0: maybe. One that we can all don't get, get be behind. I think
2: uh, I would like to raise a glass to Joey Votto who hit his 300th home run this past week uh, big on the Reds list only two other players have hit more home runs for the Reds That's Frank sad. Robinson and Johnny Bench
0: Adam Dunn and Willie oh. <laughs> <laughs> <The, laughs> Mo Peña <Willy> <laughs> Willie May is one of the as, best one of the best uh, one of the best players to watch Oh, well, for sure speaking of best players to watch my shout-out goes to an old fan favorite coming back. Wild Thing is back in Cleveland. And we're not talking about Charlie Sheen. We're talking about Cavs center Anderson Verazhow oh. signing back with the team I for the rest of the where year. Was he, where has he been? Brazil. And he's from Brazil. Okay. Yeah, so... I thought you
1: were going to talk about Rob Krenich. Left him on he a, a godforsaken God island uh, No, one first bullet. off...
0: Uh, <laughs> Veer Zhao back. Uh, the Cavs have given me basically nothing to be excited about. Um, what do you mean? Sexton might be pissing off his teammates. Kevin yeah. Love doesn't care. Uh, oh, well, And I want to not up since my, he signed that deal. I want to pull out my hair every time I watch him. But we've got Wild Thing back. So Why? Hope is back in Cleveland, <laughs> even though LeBron doesn't like that. Uh, Brings
1: Brutus back then. Yeah, just bring everybody back. Bring a Galskis back. Well, and guys, Bring Eric
0: Snow back. I don't care. Oh, God. No.
1: <laughs>
2: well, and guys, before we go, oh. I have some, some scoring updates to share about the show. Uh-huh. As you know, we uh, have been running this season our Who You Gots Who you on got? our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 30 Rack of Sports, And you can participate in those on Twitter, really, is the only place that has good polling now. So on Twitter, you can partake in these Who You Gots and vote for Who You Got. And guys, since we started this Who You Got saga in 2021, we have done 20 Who You Gots. And mind you, some of them have pushed. And then for the fans, if the fans vote, I'm taking the, what the fans' majority vote was. And so mm-hmm. if they tied, I, I roped that in there as a tie for them and not a win or a loss. So without further ado... Here are the 30-rack of sports who you got standings. 20 picks into the 2021 year. Picks, right? 20. Uh, it should be 20 picks. Ooh. 20 picks. Greg uh, can't count. The fans have gotten five picks correct. They are 5, 12, and 2. They have tied on two of their picks and have been uh, out Damn, twelve of their picks. So you guys could step it up there, maybe. But well, hey, Yeesh. I'm Yeesh. right there. I'm right there with you, coming in on third and dead last on the show. I am six and thirteen.
0: Whoa. On my picks.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. We're looking for a new producer in third. Yeah. <laughs> Did, <laughs> didn't, go,
2: didn't go that well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have only had a two game pick streak. Yeah, Oh, hey. Better Yikes. than a one game pick. Uh, but no, nobody else has had more than a two game pick streak, actually. Uh, uh, Zach.
0: Yeah, buddy. In
2: at second. Silver, on the show, baby. Barely by one pick. What? <laughs> Seven and 12 over there. Oh, my gosh. We might need new co hosts too. You've, <laughs> you've spread yours out more. I went on a really rough stretch for a little bit.
0: You have at least like spread yourselves out. I don't think you've ever To be like, fair,
1: we do a bunch of shit I don't know nothing
0: about. So I'm just fucking. Uh, okay, sorry, you do a sports podcast. Maybe you should listen to some of it.
2: American sports. You've never uh you've never beaten like a you've never had more than a three pick streak. Huh. So and then Greg at the top with ten and 9. Oh my god,
1: don't act like that's a fucking big deal a 10 and
2: 9 record there i will say out of the recent picks everybody pushed on the um north dakota youngstown mm-hmm. state game that was canceled yeah. um and then greg like i said if you would just pick the reds sometimes you'd be way ahead here no yeah. <laughs> uh the yankees spoiled us last week no, they as did. they took three of uh three of four from the indians good old and cleveland then, Greg and the fans both had St. Louis over the Reds, but you had St. Louis two to one over the Reds, and the Reds got swept. Dumb fucks! You dumb
1: motherfucker! You
2: gotta either dig deeper or go with (laughs) go with with my boys. Sometimes, but guys, those are who you got. Thirty rack standings. Again, you can participate with those. Uh, We post a couple of them. I think we're going to only have one this week, but they're on our social media and on Twitter is where you can partake
0: in those polls so shout out once again to nbc mentor brewing company shout out to the lovely listeners uh for zach on the shitty opinions see you for josh on the not being able to pick anything right ones and twos and the talent i'm greg thank you so much for listening to 30 rack sports